Well, last week, we had gotten about halfway through chapter 7 in Genesis, uh, just in case uh, I haven't really looked around to see if there's anybody that hasn't been in here yet. But in chapter 7 of Genesis, we find where the ark was finished, uh, and Noah had, had climbed aboard, uh, God had, had told Noah to take uh, seven of all the clean animals and two of all the unclean animals and seven of all the birds. Uh, we also find on how that he had, you know, obviously he had done this and God had, had brought forth all these animals to him and to where they would go into the ark <coughs> and, uh, and, Noah, along with his three sons and their wives and his wife, all boarded the ark. And, um, and we talked about how that they had done this seven days uh, prior, as in what uh, verse 4 says. <clears throat> and, uh, and it gives us how old Noah was when he, was on, when he uh, went on to the ark, which was 600 years old. Still at a young age, and in verse eleven we find where um, the floodwaters had started to come upon the earth, uh, where it had the the windows of heaven were opened up, and the fountains of the great deep uh, were broken up, and had started to to flood the earth. Now, we've gotten to all of this, and we discussed a little bit about the fountains of the deep and the windows of heaven last week, as far as the the floor of the ocean uh, breaking up for the fountains of the deep and uh, allowing waters to rise up from from the the bottom of the ocean and also the the, uh, windows of heaven uh, opening (coughs) and allowing the rain to come down from the sky. And in verse 12, we find that it had done this for 40 days. I was where the rain had fallen on the earth. <coughs> now, as I made mention last week, <coughs> it's kind of interesting because uh, in verse 13, <coughs> you find where uh, we, we have written where, in, like I said, in thir- 13 it says, On the very same day, Noah and Noah's son, Noah's sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, and Noah's wife and his three wives of the sons of them entered the ark. And it goes on and talks about how that all the, the uh, beasts and the birds of the air and, and all had went on to the ark. And uh, you're just going back through this again, basically saying you're, they had done these things. You know, the Lord commanded these things. They've done these things. And uh, <clears throat> let's see. In verses 17 through 20, <clears throat> we find how the, the waters had raised and lifted the ark off the ground. Uh, so this is, you know, obviously we were getting full enough to where the waters had come on the earth to actually raise the ark up. 
And it also tells us that uh, in verse 20 that the water was 15 cubits above the mountains, uh, which would be about uh, 22 and a half feet is what, um, the, like we talked about last week as far as the cubics go. Um, so even on the tallest mountains, uh, from what I'm gathering from this, it would be 15 cubics or, like I said, around 22 and a half feet above uh, them. And then verses 21 through 23 shows how everything that was left on the earth that wasn't in the ark had, had died due to the flood. So ultimately, uh, as we can conclude that anything that wasn't on the ark uh, would not be surviving from the flood. And in verse 24, it shows us that the waters had continued to rise for 150 days. I know I'm really kind of going through chapter 7 here real fast, but I wanted to just kind of get through this and then stop for quite uh, You go right ahead, sir. Kind of the same aspect on that is the two-by-two. You know, two of every animal is on the ark where when we find... Very good. Thank you for pointing that out, Jim. As far as the the waters are continually raining, uh, even after the 40 days and 40 nights. Now, and I I very well see what you're you're pointing out here as far as uh, the waters prevailed on the earth for 150 days and how that in verse 2 of chapter 8 it talks about how that the fountains of the deep and the windows of heaven were also stopped to where in verse 12 it was was it tw- no in verse 11 it was talking about how the windows were opened windows of heaven were opened and in verse 12 it makes reference to how they were opened for and the rain was on the earth 40 days and 40 nights <clears throat> but in verse 3 it's where it says and, and the waters receded continually on the earth at the end of the 150 days. Right. So it was 150 days it started to recede from the earth. Right. From the time that he gets onto the ark to the time he gets off the ark, there's ultimately a year and 10 days. If we're looking at it, you know, if everything in here is, you know, lined up with our years and days and what have you. All right. Well, what about first? Two, and, and I'm, trust me, this is all kind of new to me as well. I, I wasn't prepared for this so much. What's that? And I, I have to look at this some more. I really will because I'll be honest, I wasn't really prepared for this um, coming into today. Well, let me ask you this, Jim, um, and anybody else that might want to answer for this. See, I always, I guess I looked at it as in in verse 4. For, seven, for after seven more days, I will cause it to rain on, on the earth, 40 days, 40 nights, and I will destroy the fir- uh, story from the face of the earth, all living things that I have made. And Noah did all that did according to all that the Lord had commanded him. Uh, as far as him putting the, the animals and what have you on the ark, I guess you can say what, what I was thinking of is that Seven days prior to it actually starting to rain, they were getting onto the ark. And I mean, it, it, 
verse 6 of chapter 8. All right, so, so it came to pass at the end of 40 days that Noah opened the window of the ark which he had made. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> now, this is, this is all good stuff, and, 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 I, and, I, and I, I appreciate Jim bringing it out in, in all your comments, but really this is stuff that we're going to have to go home and study. <laughs> I don't know. What happened to all the dead people? I guess uh, God had taken care of them in some form or fashion. <clears throat> um, yeah, I, we're, we're not really told what happened to them, Steve. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously they had they had died, but you know, to what happened to all the bodies, I'm not sure. <laughs> Sharks got really fat. There you go. <laughs> hey, Sharks got to eat too, right? Um, <laughs> all right. Well, we did get through chapter seven, if nothing else. <laughs> but um. So regardless of, of how it works out, as far as how many days it rained and, and what have you there, uh, which I know I'll be looking into a little bit more myself, but um, the beginning, beginning of chapter 8, we have, then God remembered. All right. The, uh, I, I thought it was very interesting because Wednesday night, uh, uh, Frank had made mention of, of in his class on the book of Ecclesiastes as far as being remembered or remembering God in the days of your youth. But here we have God remembered. And so now in, in his class, he was talking about you know, us remembering God, but here we're looking at God remembered, Noah. And uh, you know, so I guess I'm going to throw out the same kind of way the same question that, uh, that that Frankie had thrown out except on the opposite side is this the same way that you know, we might remember where we left our car keys at last or, or something to that, that effect as far as when God remembered you think that you know, after it had rained for either 40 or 150 days whichever one uh, <laughs> God had remembered um, Noah as, as if he Forgotten about him? What, what do y'all think? <laughs> well, here's what I found as far as uh, God remembering. Many times when we read about how that God had remembered something, it is kind of a, a, a opening pretty much as far as how God is about to, to do something uh, for someone how that he's about to take action for this person's uh, uh, welfare in, in, in their life. And so I've got a few examples that I wanted us to look at uh, this morning. In Genesis chapter 9, which is just the next chapter over, in verse 14 and 15 it says, It shall be when I bring a cloud over the earth that the rainbow... <coughs> shall be in the cloud, and I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. The water shall never again become a flood and destroy all flesh. So 
here in verse 15, it says that he will remember his covenant. Now, it doesn't mean that you know, he'll forget his covenant until he sees that rainbow and then be like, oh, yeah, I, I forgot. You know, I, I, can't, I can't do this. So, but once again, it's, it's yet, uh, it's showing how that he's going to have power to where he's not going to allow it to become a, fl- a flood once again. Over in Genesis chapter 19, starting in verse 27, says, And Abraham went early in the morning to the place where he had stood before the Lord. Then he looked toward Sodom and Gomorrah and toward all the land of the plain. And he saw, and behold, the smoke of the land which, was, which went up like the smoke of a furnace. And it came to pass when God destroyed the cities of the plain that God remembered Abraham and sent Lot out of the midst of the overflow, overthrow, and he overthrew the cities in which Lot had dwelt. Once again, it says God remembered Abraham uh, you know, during the time that he's destroying Sodom and Gomorrah. And if you remember, which we'll discuss later on, maybe next year or so in this class, <laughs> um, how that, that Lot was Abraham's nephew, and he uh, ultimately had dwelt over uh, near the cities of, of Sodom and Gomorrah, or in the city of Sodom. But anyhow, but God had remembered Abraham. It doesn't mean that he'd forgotten Abraham and forgotten that Lot was Abraham's nephew and that Abraham had cared for him and wanted him to be taken care of, but yet he was doing a great uh, uh, service. He was doing a great uh, uh, action here by allowing Lot and his family to to be out of the uh, the destruction there of Sodom and Gomorrah. And one more here in Genesis chapter 30, verses 22 to 24, it says... Then God remembered Rachel, and God listened to her and opened her womb. And she conceived and bore a son and said, God has, God has taken away my reproach. She called his name Joseph and said, The Lord shall add to me another son. All right. So once again, you know, this is uh, Rachel, who was uh, one of uh, Jacob's wives, who was later uh, named Israel, being the one that, that the promise of the of the Messiah was going to be coming through, not through Joseph, but through uh, Jacob there. And you've got one of his wives here who was not able to, to bear children, but yet it says that God remembered uh, Rachel. So it's not that she, he had forgotten that she hadn't borne uh, uh, Jacob's son, but yet here he is once again about to provide a, a, uh, or take action on this, this particular instance. Yes, Jim. Exactly, exactly. And so therefore he's going to uh, put forth action uh, at this particular time. Um, 
So as God had looked down and he saw Noah and every living thing that, that every living thing and all the animals that were with him in the ark, and God made a wind to pass over the earth and the water and the water subsided. I'll just go ahead and go through verses two and three here because we've uh, um, made a reference to them a few times now. And the fountains of the deep and the windows of, the, of heaven were also stopped, and the rain uh, from heaven was restrained. And the waters receded continually from the earth. At the end of the 150 days, and the waters decreased. And then in verse 4, it talks about how then the ark had rested in the seventh month, <clears throat> in the 17th day of the month, on the mountains Arat. Now, this isn't. This is the, a region of mountains, not a particular mountain, from what I was reading. As we go on through to verse five, we find that the waters decrease continually until the tenth month. In the in the tenth month, on the first day of the month, the tops of the mountains were seen. All right, and then in verses six through twelve. Uh, it's a passage that, that, that we're pretty familiar with, I think, uh, where Noah had opened the, uh, the window of the ark, and he sent out a raven to begin with, uh, and well, he sent out a raven and then ultimately three doves. Uh, the raven says that he sent out... And it kept going to and fro. The uh, the first dove he sends out, which it doesn't really give us a, a time frame in between the raven and the first dove that he sends out either. Um, from what I was reading, a lot of people think that it might have been seven days because he was putting seven days in between the doves. But um, but anyhow, he he sent out the the first dove and it found no resting for its foot, so it came back in. Sent it out again, uh, and and came back with a olive leaf in its in its mouth. Sent sent out the third dove, and it never came back. Now something of interest here that I that I found because I'm not too sure how that worked out. But did the raven ever come back, or did it just keep flying around out there, landing on top of the ark? Because it never talks about how that he had received the raven back in. But just, once again, just something to throw out there for you. And after the third dove did not come back, in verse 13 it says, And it came to pass in the 601st year, in the first month, in the first day of the month, that the waters were dried up from the earth, and Noah uh, removed the covering of the ark, and looked, and indeed the surface of the ground was dry. Now I'm going to go ahead and read verse 14, because I want to make a comment on both of these, uh, referencing each other. Verse 14 says, And in the second month, on the 27th day of the month, the earth was dried. All right, so here we have a month and 27 days in between the two uh, verses, and both times it says the ground was dry in verse 13, and in verse 14 it says that the earth was dried. Now, Something of interest that I 
read about here had made reference to um, how that in verse four, or in verse 13, that when it said that the ground was dry, because remember, this is after Noah had removed the covering. Now, I had tried to find out what the covering was, but apparently it was something to where he could see the ground. So, but anyhow, he had looked out and saw that the ground was dry. And from what I'd read, that wording uh, was uh, saying that the ground uh, was free of water. It didn't have any water on the ground. But in verse 14, when it talks about how that the earth was dry, was making mention of how that the ground or the earth itself was dry uh, um, and firm, how that when he would step down, he wouldn't, you know, sink into the mud ultimately. But yet it was now to the point where he can move around on the earth without, you know, tearing up the, the earth, I guess you can say. And, <clears throat> and that's when in verse 15 it says <clears throat> that the Lord spoke to Noah, saying, Go out of the ark, <clears throat> you and your wife and your sons, and your son's wives with you, and to bring everything out of the ark. So just thought that was interesting uh, as far as the two wordings there, as far as how it was dried, how that the <clears throat> ground was dried twice, uh, both of them being a month and 27 days apart. And like I made mentioned earlier, when we look back into chapter 7, that ultimately the time that Noah would have been on the ark uh, was about a year and 10 days. And I'm past time, so just wanted to try to get that out there for you. I appreciate all the comments and attention this morning, though.